0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Electric Leftovers. How's it going today? hope it's going well. It is surely a week for all sorts of things. All sorts of things. What's going on this week? Well, let's see. Calendar. Help me out with some dates here. Perfect. Well, happy June, by the way. Um, let's see. These are those last time. So this time, uh, it's the Scarlet Show. Uh, Dark Souls 2, Scholar of the First Sin, Rise, Son of Rome, and Wild Arms, Second Ignition. Uh, a couple of soundtracks including uh, Kabuki Quantum Fighter and Jet Moto, and our Mystery Science Theater for the week is Lost Continent. Uh... I don't have anything going on to add. Jade's been doing some Mega Man streams. Those are all on YouTube, so check those out. Pretty good stuff. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of a slow week. It was a holiday week, and I hope your holiday was fine. Um, we've got all the usual um, reviews, news, uh, movie thing coming up later, so hang out to listen. Um, we're thinking of maybe doing Eternal Crystals uh this week for the um archive bit but i can't get the music off the rom so we're gonna skip it go on to the next one which you will be hearing music from here very shortly and then you will hear me talking about it even more shortly planet is dying, cold wind blows, fires rage, trees are withering. In other words, it's brutal out there. Only you can stop the Dark King from consuming the light from the crystals of Earth. But don't think it'll be a walk in the park. You're up against the sleaziest of slime bags, the evilest of ecto scum. We're talking serious monsters here. This isn't your basic shoot 'em into smithereens kitty game either. You'll have to think your way out of some tough spots. Think you can handle that? And uh, that's Final Fantasy Mystic Quest for you. Um, you know, I love this game, I really do, but the packaging is all wrong. This j- it just doesn't work for me very well. You know what I'm saying? It's a great game. I love it very much uh it's a fun game it has a lot of neat things um i've played it jade played it he took 28 episodes i took 12 but i think he still had the 10 minute time limit when he was doing his so that might be a reason um yeah check it out I mean, it's a really fun game and it's yeah one of my first let's plays by the way. not this one because i redid it but yeah this game i might have been my first let's play those of you playing along at home, you should know what is going to be coming up in this episode, or this edition of the review review. Um, We might only do two this time, because our two go-tos are detailed reviews. Uh, I'm going to look for a really... Oh, here we go. That didn't take very long. And it's relatively new, 2016. Well, let's start uh, with our good buddy Officil. Please give Final fa- uh, First Fantasy, First Fantasy. Excuse me, a Final Fantasy 3 review slash six by Officil. Final Fantasy 3 is a RPG developed by SquareSoft, and despite the name, it's actually the sixth game in the series, since only one, four, and six made it out of Japan ff6 is simply one of the best jrpg games a role playing game game all right of all gaming history and the only rival of its time was chrono trigger which while better in some areas it was way too short and linear thus not so popular as ff6 another thing that shows how good this game is is the fact that multiple people still debate whether this or ff7 is better that's simple this Finally, another thing that shows how good the game is, is simply the fact that I love it, even though I am not the typical FF series fanboy. In fact, I consider the previous FF games decent at best. There you go. The only only thing that determines how good this game is is how much Officer likes it, so clearly it is a phenomenal game. Um, in my opinion, this one, the sixth game, was the first. Truly magnificent FF game of the series his numbers don't matter at all. You can tell that by the way he rates things. Story 8 out of 10, story presentation 8.5 out of 10. Finally a good plot in the FF series. I never understood why people love the plot of the previous games. All right, I know they were they were older games so the plot was simple, but when I see straight 10s in reviews, I wonder about the sanity of some people. Usually FF games are like this. Bad guy seeks power, bad guy finds power and you must kill him. The end. The same deal goes on here too, but what make, makes it so great is the fact that the presentation is better. Time out. If it's only based on the presentation that you're saying this is better, why did you still give the story 8 points? Should give it a 4, whatever you gave the last couple games. Especially when it comes to characters, we have some very interesting people here that you will surely love. Characters that pave the way for the even better ones of FF7. Ah, you're so wrong. Unfortunately, the characters that are the most interesting ones are the first four to five you'll meet, and the rest, about ten, if I remember correctly. Uh, a little more than that. Um, Almost double. While very interesting, aren't so great, but hey, that's just nitpicking to say the truth. Another small flaw in terms of storyline is the fact that after the first half of the game, the overall presentation isn't so good, and the game becomes less plot-driven, but at least less linear. After five Final Fantasy games that pretty much had the same plot, find the magic crystals, reach the bad guy, kill him, things start to get more interesting. We learned from the intro of the game that there was a war a thousand years ago, the War of the Magi, where civilization was almost wiped out due to people's misuse of the strange power known as magic. Now humanity has restored order, step by step reinventing modern technology and leaving magic in the pages of history. But... A new empire is starting to wage war on the free world with the use of magic and with the help of a teenage witch that they have enslaved. I won't tell you more. Just know that it is the greatest, most epical, and quite dark FF story so far, with one of the best villains of all time. Like that he just ignores that Final Fantasy II ever happened when he talks about plot. They're all about crystals, jeez. Well, it, they were kind of a thing in four. They were a big deal in five. They were a big deal in three weren't a huge deal in one, they didn't happen at all in two. Gameplay 8.5 Replay 7.8 People that have played even a single JRPG won't find it hard to adapt to the world of FF6. While a typical semi-turn based RPG though, it isn't just another Final Fantasy game. FF6 of course is not flawless, but the few small flaws are quite feeble when looking into the big picture. It is fun to play with great emphasis in the actual fun department, high replay value with tons of stuff to find, and many, many more. Easily one of the best games ever. Grammar, not his strong point. We can divide FF6 into two halves. The first part of the game is where you meet its main characters and journey throughout the world following some events, unfolding the plot and meeting up with the bad guys. The first part is mainly story-driven, and that's a very good thing, but it also means that it is heavily linear, not letting you wander around searching the world map, and even when you get an airship, there aren't many things to do. After certain events, you reach the second half of the game, which is less plot-driven, which at first may disappoint you, but you can now go anywhere you want, searching for extra stuff, seeing some cutscenes about your characters, and generally do many things that are very fun to do. Character diversity. This is a new thing. Now, into the actual gameplay, which I guess... okay? Once again, you have some characters, and while wandering around random encounters occur, forcing you to fight. The battles are turn-based, meaning you select an action from a lost when it is your turn, and then observe the battle. While I like many RPGs because of their plots, I often get bored of this battles. However, this never happened for me with FF6. The battles are needing are great needing more strategy although a bit easy for the most part. I don't, the, it's not that different from every other Final Fantasy game, I'm sorry. Uh, what makes the battles even better are the characters, which unlike previous FF games, are quite unique and drastically change gameplay. We don't just have some fighters and mages. Instead, each character is pretty much a class on his, her own due to their special skills, like Final Fantasy IV. For example, Cyan can enter a concentration mode for the longer you wait, the better the technique you will use will be able while in order to. Let me start that sentence over. For example, Cyan can enter a concentration mode where the longer you wait, the better the technique you will use will be while in order to attack with Sabin skills, you have to press certain buttons in the right order. It was one sentence celeste one of the numerous magicians of the game has a magic absorption skill that nullifies magic and gains magic points another one can morph into a more powerful magician we have ninjas with throwing skills characters that can learn monster skills and many many more a total of 14 wonderful characters i want to remind you earlier about 10 if i remember correctly now we have 14. Gadgets! Another great thing is your equipment. Forget about the simple weapons and armor of the previous Final Fantasy games. Here, weapons usually have some extra function like elemental attack, nullification of magic, great increase of certain stats, and even some more special stuff like an auto theft dagger for example. Yeah, no, you couldn't do that in the first game. You couldn't use a item and have a, you know, except you could. Every game before it pretty much has that. So instead of just wearing the most powerful stuff available you actually have power over your character by choosing whether he will be faster stronger etc yeah couldn't do that in any other games no apart from weaponry each character can wear two relics which are special items that give you a certain skill like immunity of certain spell's ability to use weapons hit four times steal more effectively and many comma more enabling you to play even more strategically finally we have espers These are the beasts that you summon in order to inflict great amounts of damage or power up your party. The most important thing, though, is the fact that by giving an Esper to a character, he starts learning magic spells, and even more important is the fact that most Espers, when you level up, give you a certain bonus, like 10% health, points, plus 50 MP, and so on. Meaning, once again, that you control your character's development. You couldn't do that in any other game. Not like Final Fantasy 2. Nope, 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 nope. Couldn't control your character's development at all. So that's about it. FF6 is a great game, far superior to all the previous FF games and RPGs in general apart from Chrono Trigger. The battles are fun, the characters are great, and there are tons of stuff you can do before actually reaching the end. Graphics 8.8, design 9.5. FF6 simply looks great. Way better than the previous FF games, one of the best looking games on the SNES. The main characters are larger and more distinguishable, and like the previous FF games, they look more unique and not just some characters that are a tad different from the NPCs. Apart from looking great, they are more alive, something that can be seen in the wonderful cutscenes of the game due to their gestures and all. The same goes for enemies, while the simple ones look quite good and having more detail and large bosses that are absolutely astonishing. Especially the final bosses are fantastic. All levels have great design and wonderful backgrounds, and nice details, and special effects like mist, water, etc. The world map looks a bit bad on foot since it gets very pixelated, but that happens because it was meant to be seen from a higher altitude, so when you find your airship, you'll love the view. Finally, the battle special effects are far better than the ones in previous FF games, with flames flying around, transparency effects, and more fan-to-watch animation. sound 9 music 9.8 one of the things that gets better with every new ff game is the sfx and music quality even though he said he thought five was worse than four by far the best sound effects from all previous ff games and even more important the best music so far music that doesn't sound so video game-ish if you know what i mean very close to the wonderful compositions of ff7 the music of ff6 is simply wonderful i think you mean ff7 is closer to ff6 because six came first. Full of epical themes that all create a very good atmosphere whether you battle with the boss, traveling, or just watching a funny cutscene. Not to mention that the game is worth playing just for the final battle and finale music themes. Pros: nice diversity in usable characters, each one very unique, till you give them all the magic spells. Many things to do, tons of wonderful items and magic spells. The use of espers in character leveling up. Great plot. Great graphics and music slash sound effects. Cons, first half of the game, too linear. Second half is weaker in terms of plot. A bit easy, though he did say, up there it's a little hard. Also played Chrono Trigger for the Super Nintendo, Final Fantasy VII for the PlayStation. You notice how he mentioned playing Final Fantasy VI and every other Final Fantasy game, but didn't mention playing any other Final Fantasy games before this in the sixth review? Overall, 8.7. I generally don't like making comparisons because I believe it all has to do with personal taste, but here I feel that I have to. This is just my opinion, okay, fanboys and fangirls, please don't kill me or something. So we have FF6, Chrono Trigger, and FF7. Many would like me to include Chrono Cross and Xenogears, but I'm sorry, this won't happen here. So all these games I've mentioned are good, but which one is the best for you? Well, in terms of battle mechanics and overall gameplay, Chrono Trigger is very good and the plot is excellent, but it is also quite weak in terms of character development, not to mention that it is a small and linear game. While FF7 is larger and has absolutely fantastic characters along with a great plot, but then again FF7's gameplay is quite weak with boring and easy battles. In a way, FF6 is somewhere in the middle. The plot is not as good as Chrono Trigger, but the presentation and characters are very good like in FF7. Its gameplay is far better than FF7, but at times can become boring, especially in the beginning due to its linear nature. So which one is for you? I recommend playing them all. Four and a half. I'm really glad we're not doing a Final Fantasy 7 next. <laughs> I'm kinda sick of Office. Okay. Next review. This is the short one. If only they meant it when they said final. A review by Prof. 1515 As is the case with most role-playing games, there is very little role-playing to be found. Instead, you have a poorly conceived lame story that you have to proceed through via mazes filled with opponents that you inevitably have to fight. Hence the player is left without the ability to really do much but jump through the hoops that they've been given and, make no mistake about it, it's cliché after cliché. We're talking F-grade storytelling and dialogue combined with a nearly complete lack of player freedom. This isn't really roleplay, it's a badly written B-movie, even by B-movie standards, which is constantly interrupted with micromanaged numbers games. The graphics are quite limited as well. Ugly little macrophalic sprites are the standard in Japanese style role-playing games, and that's what you've got here, though this time they're often in another Japanese favorite, combat suits. Here called Magitek suits. The overhead perspective is also pretty typical for these types of role-playing games and really looks dated even by the standards of the time. The combat screen is boring and involves a, the aforementioned ugly squat sprites moving across the screen towards immobile opponents. Execute an attack animation that may or may not intersect with the opponent as numbers drop from sprites to indicate damage. If you win, they do a ridiculous fist pump that might be amusing the first time. Wow, how corny. What ends up signifying just how immature and pathetic these games are? Moving around the greater game world looks good at first, but like so many other aspects of the game, ends up rather shallow. Sounds is a mixed bag. Sound is mostly limited to music, though there are several points where sound effects are added for effect. Unfortunately, these are mostly terrible. The music isn't bad, but it grows irritating courtesy of the repetitive nature of the gameplay. This means you will hear some of it over and over and over, as you are forced to do the same thing everywhere you go, namely fight. There's a wide selection of themes throughout the game, but none of them are all that memorable. The game world might have had potential were it not as shallow as the gameplay. A world of technology versus magic could have been interesting, but here it's just an excuse for an illogical use of anachronistic design elements haphazardly thrown together. There ends up being nothing that stands out really as creative and not just cliched. Replay value is extremely limited as you're not really dealing with a world to explore, characters to develop, or challenges to overcome. Instead, you've got a lame story that leaves the player at times with little more than the role of spectator. This isn't really role-playing, and it's certainly not an experience to endure more than once. Overall, games like the Final Fantasy series represent a very limited form of role-playing game, since this is less about role-playing and more about following some inferior story through a logical scene after scene filled with terrible dialogue and punctuated by combat, which is so mechanical that it lacks any real interest. They're beloved by some, but for others embody everything that's wrong with this type of RPG. Control three, gameplay one, graphics three, sound four, originality three, originality three, replay value one, overall two. Reviewers rating one. Quick check of the numbers. Three plus 1 plus 3 plus 4 plus 3 plus 1. It's 15. 1, 2, three, 4, five, 6, 7, six. Uh, It should be a three, buddy. Sorry, it's correcting your math. Let's see what else Professor 1515 has reviewed. 18 reviews. Let's see what he did like. Uh, Bill Walsh College Football for the Genesis, F-15 Strike Eagle for the Genesis, uh, Pirates Gold, uh, the Genesis version of Shadowrun, which was terrible, uh, didn't like Fantasy Star 1 or 4, or 3 or 4, excuse me, uh, he liked Risk for the Genesis, Star Wars Arcade for the Sega 32X got 3 stars. Starflight is apparently the RPG that all others should aspire to. I've never heard of Starflight. Uh, Most people have it, according to this. Okay, well, uh, I don't... You know how we talk about sometimes I wonder if people have even played the games that they're reviewing? He didn't mention anything specific about anything. Steady. Not a thing. The series went from great to fantastic with this title, a review by Xylo the Wolf. Just like when I reviewed Final Fantasy II on the SNES, I think it's important to point out that even if this game is called Final Fantasy III, it is in fact not the third game in the series since it's actually the sixth, not counting all the spin-offs. But since neither the real Final Fantasy II or Final Fantasy III got an official English translation on the NES and also never got released outside of Japan, they thought that American gamers would be confused if the first Final Fantasy on the SNES was called Final Fantasy IV. Final Fantasy V on the SNES also didn't get released outside, so the SNES version of Final Fantasy VI is known as Final Fantasy III. However, all the ports of the game are called Final Fantasy VI, so I will call it Final Fantasy VI for this review. There are a lot of great RPGs on the SNES and a lot of them are made by one company, Squaresoft. Secret of Mana, Super Mario RPG, and Chrono Trigger are all considered to be some of the finest games the system has to offer, but the three, once again I don't count any spin-offs, Final Fantasy games, which is Squaresoft's biggest series, had what many consider the golden age on that system, and most people think that Final Fantasy VI is the best of the three on this system. The story begins that two random Empire soldiers, called Vix and Wedge, are just about to search for an Esper. An Esper is a monster that possesses great magic, and with them they got a mysterious girl who can, for some reason, use magic. And once killed a lot of Empire soldiers in just a couple minutes, but now she's under the Empire control thanks to a crown on her head. And when they find the Esper, it frees the girl from this and kills the two Empire soldiers. The girl gains her memory back and remembers that her name is Terra. Then she wakes up in a house in Narshi, and it turns out that a rebel group called the Returners want her support, but feels that she has to decide what she wants. But since the Empire is searching for her, she hides in the cave just north of Narshi. However, the Returners are worried about her, so they send out the thief Locke, or treasure hunter, as he prefers to be called, to rescue her. The main plot of the story is then the Returners against the Empire, and I feel like I don't want to spoil the rest. I've never heard anybody get the first two hours of Final Fantasy 3 so wrong. I mean, like, all the bits are there, but it's like his pages. He dropped his his notes, and they're shuffled up in the wrong order. One cool thing in this game is that there is no real main character. Most of the story focus on Terra and how she can use magic, where for the most of the time, you don't have to have her in your party. Fans have many times debated on who really is the main character, but there really is none. I would say there are two and Terra is the main character of the first half. That's what I say. Me, not Zylo. The game focuses on a main plot and maybe seven different characters, and then there's another seven playable characters that don't get much attention. One of my favorite parts of the game is when the team gets separated in three parts and each part has its own story until they reunite. Final Fantasy VI really handles the characters in a unique way. Every character in this game got one unique skill. Terra can morph into an Esper, which makes her do twice as much damage when she casts magic. Locke can steal from enemies, Edgar can use tools to do damage, Seven can use his martial arts, etc. One of the most unique skills is Gao's Rage, which makes him to do the same type of attacks like a certain enemy. I think he can do any move that any enemy in the game has, which of course takes a lot of time to master him, but if you want something different in the game, then this is perfect for you. Even if Terra and Celeste are the only ones who can use magic in the beginning of the game, it doesn't take long time until the party gets the power of a few espers, and now everyone can learn every spell in the game. Each esper can teach a character some spell, and each spell got a learn rate. For every battle, you now also get a few magic points, which helps a character to learn a spell. For example, if you get three magic points and the learn rate on a spell is x2 times 2, then the character gets six percent on that spell when the spell reaches 100 percent, the character can finally use the spell the esper does not have to be equipped in order for a character to use a spell when it has been learned but the esper also got two other uses one thing which i've almost never used is that you can also use the esper as summon some of the espers cause a lot of damage while others give you different support they usually cost a lot of mp to use and only can be used once in every battle the finally use of espers is one thing that took me some playthroughs to figure out, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who missed this, is that when a character gains a level, the only stats that always increases is the maximum HP and MP. In order to make the character gain any other stat, an Esper has to be equipped. Some Esper also has a bonus that a character get permanently if the Esper was equipped. This makes it possible to customize your character a lot more than what most think it's possible in this game. If you want to make someone a good fighter, you give him an Esper that increases his strength, etc. While many consider to either make or break the game, is the part of the story where the world actually gets destroyed, and Celeste wakes up on an island and has to begin her search for all the others. And the game just is a lot of different side quests to prepare you for the ultimate showdown with the villain. You can either spend your time to really prepare yourself for the final and all of your buddies or you can just get the three ones you have to get and have a real challenge to defeat the final boss. What makes Final Fantasy 6 so good is not only the fact that it got really interesting plot between human and espers, the great music and that it delivers what a Final Fantasy game usually do, but it's also the fact that despite that the game got so many characters, it actually work and give us one of the best games in the series. What makes the game even better is that it also features Kefka, one of the most memorable villains in the RPG history along with many other characters that you will remember. Even if you don't have to, because the game isn't that hard, you will most likely build up at least eight characters because you want to see how they are when they are strong. Xylo's rating, four and a half. That was one of the most confusing, difficult to follow reviews from Xylo of all time. And he didn't even really give us much, you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, well. We got some breaking news here this week folks imagine that breaking news on news of the weird so breaking it's almost a month old by now it's our lead story too by the way a rare fetish oh get your pens and pencils ready take notes Jordan Haskins, 26, was sentenced to probation and sex counseling in May after pleading guilty to eight charges arising from two auto accidents in Saginaw, Michigan. Prosecutors said Haskins described cranking in which he would remove a vehicle's spark plug wires to make it run rough, which supposedly improves his chances for a self-service happy ending. Haskins' lawyer added, quote, "'Cranking is something I don't think we understand as attorneys.'" A little different. The entrepreneurial spirit, La Platte Salle, or the Dirty Plate restaurant in the Murray's district of Paris, features specialties actually containing dirt, or as Chef Solange Grégory calls it, the mud of the earth that caresses our toes, the sand kissed by the sun, and rocks. Muse the Food Network host in April, quote, what's left? People are already eating, snout to tail, leaves to roots. Gregory extolled her four-star dishes, including pastry crust a la Montlach Rock and a ragout stew simmered with silt from the River Seine. NPR also noted that the founder of the Shake Shack was quietly planning a new American chain, Rock and Roll. Goldman Sachs analyst Noah Poponics' 98-page paper, leaked to Business Insider in April, Touted the wealth obtainable by capturing, capturing, excuse me, the platinum reputed to be in asteroids. The cost to mine the stone, rockets, launch expenses, etc., might have dropped recently to about three billion dollars, a trifle next to the fifty billion dollars worth of platinum. Poponik said a single asteroid might contain. On the other hand, experts point out such abundance of platinum might crash the worldwide price also the uh, plot of um, the third 2001 book, 2100, 2013. I don't remember what it was called. They were going to go like mine Sapphire on Neptune or something. Uh, the Twisted Ranch restaurant in the Soulard neighborhood of St. Louis saw crowds swell in March after it revamped its menu with more than two dozen items made with ranch dressing including ranch-infused Bloody Marys. As one satisfied visitor put it, ranch is everyone's guilty pleasure. Not mine, sir. Not mine. Unclear on the concept, Yale University graduate students, at least eight of them, claiming union status demonstrated in front of Yale's president's home in April demanding better benefits beyond the annual free tuition, $30,000 stipends, and free health care. Some of the students characterized their action as, oh boy, as an indefinite fast, while others called it a hunger strike. However, a pamphlet associated with unionizing made it clear that strikers could go and eat any time they got hungry. That's the kind of stuff I would expect from Brown, not Yale, all right? Smooth reactions. Police in Cleveland are searching for a woman whose patience ran out on April 14th, awaiting her young son's slow haircut at Allstate Barber College. She pulled out a pistol, took aim at the barber, and warned, I got two clips. I'll pop you. She allowed him to finish up more purposefully, obviously, and left without further incident. And Barbara Lowry, 24, was arrested for disorderly conduct in Cullman, Alabama in May after police spotted her standing on a car, stomping out the windshield, and smashing the sunroof. She said it was a boyfriend's car, that she thought he was cheating on her, and that she had spent the previous night thinking about what to do, quote, praying about it and stuff. However, she said, quote, I did it anyway. The New World Order, the Drone Economy. Netherlands startup company announced in March its readiness to release drones capable of tracking freshly deposited dog poop via an infrared glow from the pile. And eventually be guided, perhaps via GPS and artificial intelligence, to scoop up the deposits and carry them away. And our second story, Potentially Unemployed Bees bees oh no researcher inventor Ijiro Miyako announced in the journal Chem in March that he had created a drone that pollinates flowers though requiring human guidance until GPS and AI can be enabled Miyako's adhesive gel lightly brushes pollen grains collecting just enough to touch down successfully onto another flower to pollinate it yeah that's a lot easier than stopping killing bees neonicotinoids just quit using them we don't need those drones Social critics and futurists already suggest that the next great market for computerization, already underway, uh, will be selling human improvement. Alas, perhaps merely helping already successful people to even greater heights. Some sports teams are experimenting with transcranial direct current stimulation as a way to put athletes' brains into constant alert. And KQED Radio reported in May that about a third of the San Francisco Giants' players have doned weak current headsets that cover the motor cortex at the top of the head. The team's sports scientist, bonus name, Jeff Head, said players performed slightly better on some drills after the stimulation. Uh, one, one. the other hand, it probably should be on the other hand, At press time, the Giants were still next to last in the National League West. Don't smoke pot before a game, but wear this thing we designed after watching Lawnmower Man. It's totally fine. The Aristocrats. Recent alarming headlines. UK woman who urinated on Trump golf course loses case. Fish thief on unicycle busted by the Department of Natural Resources. And from the Northwest Florida Daily News, all on the same day, man throws fork at women in fight over dog poop. Senior citizen punches husband for taking Lord's name in vain. Two people busted for creating fake football league, lawmen say. And man denies defecating a parking lot despite officer witnessing deed. Great job, Florida. Some inexplicable Uh, Occurrences clearing the conscience in February a 52 year old man who arrested for DUI and taken to a police station in Germany's lower Saxony state wound up spontaneously confessing to a 1991 cold case murder in Bonn. Police confirmed that after reopening the files they found details matching the man's account though the man himself was not quite clear why he had confessed. The Game Warden in Titus County, Texas, reported in December arresting a man for possessing a shotgun. The man's third arrest as a convicted felon with a firearm. The Warden had spotted the weapon only because the man, out of the blue, approached him and asked if he wanted to inspect his hunting license, which it turns out was in order. The weirdo American community, a 22-year-old Los Angeles makeup artist who calls himself Vinny O, has, according to several TV and YouTube appearances and much social media presence, transformed himself into a genderless, extraterrestrial-looking person via around 110 bodily procedures so far, costing him at least $50,000. He says his appearance is merely an, quote, all-in representation of how he feels inside. The genderless Vinny has yet to specify a pronoun preference, but will still have a man's name. Here's an update that the impending retirement from public life of Britain's Prince Philip announced in May has likely quashed any slight chance he will visit the Imoruin, Imoruin, excuse me, people of Tana in the South Pacific island nation of Vanutau. Tragic, of course, because Tana's chief Jack and his followers continue to believe Philip descended from their own spiritual ancestors and has thus dominated their thoughts for the last seven decades. In fact, while Tana was in the path of Cyclone Donna in May 2017, the Imanoruain were quickly reminded of Philip's continuing powers. Philip has never visited, but Tannins have long prayed over an autographed photograph he sent years ago. And our classic from October 2013, the story of Kopi Luwak Coffee has long been a News of the Weird staple, begun in 1993 with the first reports that a super premium market existed for coffee beans digested, and excreted by certain Asian civet cats, collected, washed, and brewed. In June 2013, as news broke that civets were being mistreated, captured, and caged solely for their bean adultering utility, the American Chemical Society was called on for ideas how to assure that the $227 a pound coffee bean had indeed been expelled from genuine Asian civets. Hence, gas chromatography and mass spectrometry tests were finally developed to assure drinkers that an $80 cup in California was the real thing. Okay, It is movie time and we watched a movie Said we because there's two of us now Hi Uh, Would you like to tell the people the movie we watched?
1: Yes so Jason called me the other night And he said you know what I really like Keanu Reeves movies That's a lie (laughs) I had uh, Had a close friend Recommend John Wick to me And I do like a good Shoot em up movie as long as Keanu Reeves Doesn't talk too much so we watched John Wick, the first one, not the second one.
0: Let me read you what it says. Uh, for those of you who don't know the story of John Wick, this is from IMDb. This is the back of the box. An ex-hitman comes out of retirement to track down the gangsters that took everything from him. <laughs> um, okay,
1: uh, first, let's say spoiler alert because yeah. I'm not, <clears throat> I, I'm not holding back, and by everything. They mean his 1969 Mustang, and his and his dog and his puppy.
0: His dog that was delivered to him by his dead wife. Yes. Somehow.
1: By Wanda Sykes on she, behalf of his. She.
0: Life. She died suddenly. Apparently. Seriously. Uh, yes. Yeah. Who knows? I believe he may have done it.
1: There is a John Wick too, so we'll see. And
0: look, the dog apparently made it. And he looks like a zombie in that.
1: I am breaking this down into two separate pieces.
0: It's better rated than the first one.
1: Plot? Mm. (laughs)
0: Half decent Like
1: most movies, they are better when Keanu Reeves doesn't speak a lot. Very true. Um, Ass Kickery? I'm giving it a 7 out of 10.
0: Yeah, it wasn't bad. No, it Um, wasn't.
1: And I like John Leguizamo, which is not a phrase I think I've ever said it before in my life.
0: I, I liked him in Spawn, playing the clown.
1: Uh, I don't like Spawn. Yeah, so. Spawn was
0: not a great movie, no. but I liked him in it.
1: It's true.
0: He was in Ice Age because he needed a paycheck, just like Ray <laughs> Romano and Dennis Leary.
1: Um, I liked. Uh, well, Ray
0: Romano didn't. Ray Romano was rolling in the...
1: Oh, this movie also stars Mayhem from the Allstate yep. commercials. What's his name?
0: Oh, Mayhem! How about that?
1: Is it really? No. Oh, okay, I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, and then who else? Willem Dafoe. Well,
0: Ian McShane.
1: Ian McShane, who I am a big fan of, and so is Jason. Jason, you betcha. Um, Alfie. Oh yeah, what's his name?
0: Alfie Allen.
1: If you guys have, Dean Winters for as those Mayhem. of you who have seen Game of Thrones, um. The, oh, what's his name? The guy that gets kidnapped and tortured for years and years by the really, really bad guy plays like a Russian mobster's son in this. Oh, why can't I think of his name?
0: We call those people the audience, the people who get tortured for season after season <laughs> in Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah, Jason's never actually seen it, so his opinion is totally invalid.
0: Well, he was Larry in NYPD Blue. I'm looking at, um,. Mayhem's uh, Dean Winters.
1: He looks old timey. And you know, I realized, and I said this to Jason while we were watching it the guy that plays Mayhem on the Allstate commercials, Dean Winters, apparently, looks like a younger, higher rent version of Michael Madsen.
0: I'm looking at the things he's done, and Allstate commercials are not listed, <laughs> which is a shame. That's probably what he's most known for. This,
1: this part of the podcast could just be called Us Trying to Remember the Names oh. of Actors.
0: Well, he was an Oz. Oh. I haven't seen Oz haven't in a seen very long Oz.
1: time. I never watched it.
0: Oz was challenging.
1: I that's what I understand. <laughs> especially, I guess, if you're a guy and you fear prison, right? Oh, um, so the guy that played one of the two kind of oh, hitmen type people on The Crow that killed uh, what's his name's wife not the junkie one, but the other one he was in it too.
0: Charlie was his name. Didn't they call him Charlie? Maybe. Let's see. Oh, yep. David Patrick Kelly. Yes. That's a great picture, David Patrick Kelly. Yeah, he. You should get on IMDb and thank them for Am playing... I right,
1: though, about... Yeah, he was in The Crow. He's like, it's his second credit on IMDb.
0: Cutting half of your face off.
1: So, Keanu Reeves' wife dies. He's very sad.
0: But he's not too sad.
1: But he's like, he's just... I mean, he's just Keanu Reeves. Yeah, he's just... Ugh. Yeah,
0: oh. my wife my is dead, and that's a bummer.
1: The reason I don't give this film a higher rating is because of the what the climax, where he's yelling to the Russian mobster about the dead dog.
0: Yeah, so hold on, we need to rewind. Okay. <laughs> Kiana Reeves' wife dies, and she sends him a dog
1: with a handwritten note. The
0: handwritten note.
1: It says, like, you need to love something.
0: He's had the dog for eight hours. <laughs>
1: it's true. And he takes it in that time.
0: He goes to a gas station in New, New Jersey. Jersey... ...and a car full of Russians pulls up... ...and the guy's like, it's a nice car. How much? It's like, it's not for sale. He's like, I like dogs too. It's still not for sale. And then that greatly offends the Russians. Yeah. so they, a nice car. <laughs> they go to his house... They find the guy, Yeah. they go to his house, they beat him up, they kill the dog, and they steal the car.
1: Yeah. And And they fuck up his other... Oh, they screw up his other car. Sorry. It's
0: only after they take the dog and kill it, does he, like, I should be really upset about some (laughs) of these things. And I'm not saying that to be funny, because every time... Throughout the movie, why are you doing this? They killed my dog. They
1: took, I think he says, they took everything from me.
0: Well, that's what that says.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, but I think he actually says he it. He
0: said, "Like they, they took my grieving from me. They took ev- my life from me.
1: Oh, yeah. he. What does he say? When he's screaming at the guy, he says, they Maybe took my ability to grieve alone. I think is the exact phrase.
0: He has had this dog for eight hours, and he slept for six of those hours.
1: And he kind of... He kind of did some questionable things with the dog.
0: Oh, here we go. Here we go. I found it. I found it. Uh, It's not what you did. No, Nope. nope, Not that one. That's earlier. That's when Russian dad punches Russian kid and he throws up. Which I was okay. Here we go. Uh, When Helen died, I lost every... This is a quote from the movie. Yes. When Helen died, I lost everything. Until that dog arrived on my doorstep. (laughs) A final gift from my wife. In that moment, I received some semblance of hope. An opportunity to grieve unalone. And your son took that from me. The, the Russian the... dad says, oh God.
1: <laughs> so, and then is, Keanu What kind of puppy Reeves, was it? It was a beagle. Yeah.
0: And Keanu Reeves continues, stole that from me. Killed that from me.
1: Oh, he did say that, didn't he? I thought that was weird.
0: People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. So you can either hand over your son, or you can die screaming alongside him. Neither of them died screaming. No. They didn't die in the same room. No. They
1: didn't die the same day. No. So, I'm gonna say, though, that, like, if you got rid of the terrible plot, the fact that he's, like, a badass assassin and I liked the assassin hotel
0: yeah that's the neatest thing in the movie there's
1: a hotel called the Continental which is in the what do they call that building in New York the Flatiron Building in New York and it's like and that's what Ian McShane runs and it's like an assassin hotel but there are rules that you can't do business while you're in the hotel yeah it's
0: a safe house for assassins
1: yeah except of course they break the rules because they're trying to kill Keanu but that was really cool and the The guy that's like the concierge who I thought looked like RuPaul but isn't really. I like. Yeah.
0: His name, by the way, and dig this, this is actually clever, according to IMDb. Lance Reddick plays him. Hmm. He is hotel manager/slash Charon.
1: Charon.
0: Who you pay
1: to, oh, to ferry you to the underworld. Ah. And that's
0: another thing. There are. Assassin tokens.
1: Which was kinda cool.
0: Yeah, that's they have well, whenever you conduct business with another assassin, you pay them in tokens, pretty much. You can go to like Assassin Chuck E. Cheese and get Assassin <laughs>
1: and you get little tickets and you can trade them in. You
0: can get assassin in the bracelets. dark three D glasses. Yeah.
1: Um and also like you know, and uh, Jason and I disagree. I love the movie Constantine. I know it's terrible. <laughs> I still really enjoy it. I don't care. Uh, This movie was very reminiscent of that in several places. Like, it was kind of like Constantine without the demons or Gavin Rosdell from Bush. Which isn't terrible, in my opinion. Uh, Gavin Rosdell's okay. I would would definitely like to watch the second one.
0: 6.9. Constantine. I think it's a
1: good movie.
0: I saw it and I
1: thought it was dumb. Well... Um, so, yeah, John Wick, I'm gonna give it, like, what? Are, what is our rating here? Whatever you want. So, I would say, out of five, I would give it, like, I would give it for a shoot 'em up action movie, starring Keanu Reeves as my qualifier, I'm gonna give it, like, three and a half stars.
0: So, I, if we're going out of five, I would probably do about two and a half. Yeah. Because I had problems.
1: Yeah, but some of your poems were ridiculous. I don't think...
0: uh, This is a professional... Okay. This is a professional assassin. The best hitman ever. The Russian guy, at the beginning, explaining John Wick to Mayhem, says, He wanted out. I gave him an impossible task, because I knew he would die. He's trying to come kill my son. Obviously, he didn't die.
1: Well, and they never said what the impossible task was, which was irritating to me. That was, you don't know what that is? I, I don't know. Um,
0: have a conversation with my son.
1: <laughs> but,
0: like, he's a, that just sets that up. I mean, they, talk, they call him the boogeyman and all this other stuff, and he's just... You know, and everybody's like, oh, God, it's like the doorman. He's like, I'm going to go home now, John Wick. Thank you for not shooting me in the throat.
1: Except the one guy that works for the Russian... Keeps kicking his ass a couple times. Yeah,
0: Anthony Sullivan.
1: Is that? Oh yeah, yeah. The guy. He that, looks like the guy who sells
0: OxyClean. <laughs> the British guy.
1: But that, there look, was also weird subtitling, which I kind of had an issue with.
0: My my whole point about you know driving home the professional assassin thing is, he will. Like, I'm going to shoot this man in the chest three times and then in the head. Twice. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. He's dead. You don't need to waste bullets. You are professional. If you can do it in one shot do it in one shot
1: How many kills do you think he had in that movie
0: Not as much as in Hot Shots Part 2 because that was the bloodiest movie ever
1: mm, I don't think so
0: It says so in the movie
1: uh, Oh, well, trust Charlie Shane Wouldn't you? No. <laughs> um
0: Where's your sense of adventure? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. So I I think I think for a shoot 'em up movie that is I mean violent but like not all that violent I didn't think
0: the second one is supposedly more... Violent. And
1: some of the... Well, of course. And some of the... I thought the fight choreography was actually really clever in some ways. Um,
0: yeah, the, the filming of the fight scenes and the editing was of the fight not scenes terrible. was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, not crappy Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Two men in a porta potty and we're just going to edit it so quickly that you vomit and then miss all the fight
1: scene. Oh, so kind of my issue with like every Bourne movie after the first one is that you can't see what's going on because yeah. it's all so fast. But yeah, no, I thought it was... I I would definitely watch the second.
0: Of all the people we mentioned being in the movie, uh, Willem Dafoe, Ian McShane, John Leguizamo, all that,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, Keanu Reeves probably not my favorite character in the movie.
1: No, I mean, he's not great at anything, really.
0: I, I hear he can act.
1: His best role ever was in Parenthood, I'm pretty
0: sure. <laughs> I He hasn't acted since The Matrix, because I think he thinks he is Neo now.
1: Oh, that was another thing. Uh, um, when he gets knocked down and he stands up, he always does that thing that Neo did in The Matrix, where he's, like, got his legs as far apart as they possibly can, but still on his knees. Yeah. And he's, like, moving in that, like, Neo way, like, and that, it always takes me out of movies, because I'm like, I just... I know kung fu.
0: Bullet time a little bit.
1: What the hell is that?
0: <laughs> that is Keanu Reeves in Little Buddha in 1993. Oh my god. I thought that looked like a scene from like Polly Shore in The Neverending Story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh there is actually a movie with him um, called Dreamcatcher where he plays this big old redneck wife beater m- scary guy. I've heard of He's it. He's actually really excellent in that movie like a lot more frightening look up how tall he is because i think he's a really big dude six one yeah i mean he's he's not a tiny guy and he is actually very frightening in that movie because he's very aggressive that is actually a, a great movie that's got a lot of really good people in it
0: i think he's played himself more than he's played roles yes he has
1: well you know he was and this is totally not about john wick but he was actually there when um
0: Oh, because it's like all of his Live with Kelly, Tonight Show with Jimmy Oh, yeah, they
1: list everything. He was there when River Phoenix OD'd and died. Because they were, like, my besties.
0: As much as I don't care for Keanu Reeves as an actor, uh, he's not a bad guy. No, he's he doesn't pretty, seem to be. Pretty, and he's, <laughs> you know, he's pretty generous, uh, from what I understand. He doesn't live, like...
1: I it's not know, like huh? Gordon
0: Ramsay. I watched a Gordon Ramsay video, and he's like making burgers, and he's like, "Stevie Wonder lives over there, and Kanye lives over there, and I'm like, okay, Gordon, we it. get it. Yeah, you can."
1: He's having a midlife crisis, off. Yeah. No, I don't think he it was and Kanye. I don't think it was terrible.
0: <laughs> I want that to be the next movie.
1: Gordon Ramsay and Gordon Kanye. Ramsay
0: and Kanye West are cops.
1: <laughs> no, buddy, cops.
0: Yep, it's gonna be. What was that? Bad Boys Four.
1: Bad Boys Four. Gordon
0: yeah. Ramsay and Kanye West. <laughs>
1: except he's got the bread on either side of kanye's face what are you an idiot sandwich
0: i'm the best producer ever <laughs> everybody tells me so all of my friends that drink all of my champagne
1: so yeah that was our review i don't know if we gave people information or if we just talked some trash about that movie that's
0: general well you listen to ace in the hole and yeah. I, I feel like i was informative But did you listen to Planet of the Apes yet?
1: I did not, because I I don't know that I can even listen to the review. I will be a worse person for it. It
0: was me talking trash about how Marky Mark lost. It's a lot like this.
1: He's the worst. Because it was
0: Marky Mark, and then he lost his monkey. And he got really sad. (laughs) And he
1: got really sad.
0: And then he's like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to break all the rules. I'm going to steal a spaceship and go find my monkey. (laughs) And this is Keanu Reeves, like... I'm kind of sad. They killed my dog. I'm really sad. I'm going to go get a. Well, what did he get? It,
1: well, the a, second dog is a pimple. No,
0: no, the car. From oh, John Leguizamo.
1: The second car is it's a, a
0: Chevelle, I think.
1: It's a It's a super sport. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's like, I'm going to go get a Chevelle from John Leguizamo mm-hmm. and go beat up some Russians because I miss my dog.
1: Yeah. Actually, yeah, I'm going to say John Leguizamo, highlight of that movie for me. And he's yeah. in it for five minutes.
0: I hope that like in the next five six years he starts doing westerns no because he's gonna look like eli wallach
1: (sighs) i thought he was gonna speak um russian i was like "Mm, Mm. not so much none of the rest of them could really except i think the one dude did you look up is the one dude actually russian that played the dad
0: michael nyquist
1: um i'm gonna say no oh well maybe He had the best Russian accent of all of them. Uh, He's Swedish. Okay. that Well.
0: Because I don't know what the hell letter that is.
1: Well, I don't have my glasses on, so I have no idea. It's an A with a halo. Oh. Not a numelot.
0: No. I know what those are. (laughs) That's an A with a halo. His name is Rolf.
1: Rolf.
0: Rolf. He's a piano playing dog.
1: All this movie needed was Mads Mickelson. Is he in the next one?
0: All this movie needed was a piano-playing dog. And then John Wick could have been legitimately <laughs> sad. <laughs> we could have gone on the road, But the beagle, dog. and
1: its name was Daisy. And am I am I lying when I said the biggest reaction I had in the whole movie was when they <laughs> killed the puppy?
0: That or when the guy got his neck broken over the kitchen table. Oh,
1: yeah. Or the guy who got
0: stabbed in the ear. Oh, yuck. Oh, God. Uh... Who'd you say?
1: M- Mads Mikkelsen.
0: Uh, he
1: played the guy no. with the bleeding eye in the first new James Bond movie.
0: Oh, no. Um, but he's, he's the, in the next one? Lawrence Fishburne. John Leguizamo's back. Yes. David Patrick Kelly again.
1: Okay. Which one's that?
0: He's uh, the cleanup guy. Oh, the cleanup guy.
1: Okay.
0: Um, Ian McShane again. Ricardo Smarjo. Oh.
1: He looks familiar.
0: Yeah, we need a generic angsty-looking person for our revival of 30-something. Or no, not 30-something. Dawson's Creek.
1: (laughs) 30-something.
0: Dawson's Creek. Oh, Common's in it.
1: Oh, okay. Sold.
0: I'm okay with that. Oh, that's not a great picture.
1: Oh, no, he's cute. I love Common. (laughs) He's
0: cute. He doesn't want to be called cute.
1: I think he does. I he think wouldn't he's a have teddy called bear. himself
0: Common if he wanted well, to be he, called cute. Well,
1: I think he is a big teddy bear.
0: Um, oh, two women in this one. How much do you want to bet one dies in the first five minutes?
1: Uh, Nothing, because you're probably right. Oh, she's on Uh, Ruby Rose is uh, on Orange is the New Black.
0: Right. Also, Triple X Return of Xander Cage. <sighs> so that's a stunning filmography.
1: Yeah, but she's super hot. I don't know who that is.
0: Uh, she was in Passion of the Christ. Anything? Labyrinth miniseries. A lot of Italian T V or movies, I guess. Not T V. Guardians of the Clouds. Oh. That's the prequel to Guardians of the Galaxy. I
1: don't think so. Yep. No.
0: It's because they hadn't got that far yet.
1: Ah. It's true. She,
0: she was in a movie called Father and Son, which is weird, because I don't think she played either of them.
1: You don't know. It's 2017, and we're progressive.
0: Uh, That was not 2017. Oh. That was 1994. Oh, we were, we were not, not progressive.
1: progressive. <laughs> oh, shit.
0: The W years.
1: So you say anyway. two and a half?
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, if you like action films, and you can get over the fact that Keanu Reeves is in it. If you watch The Matrix, you will like this, probably, because they did slow action down unnecessarily a several of, times. A
1: couple of. There were, like, two.
0: And his acting was just as good.
1: And keep in mind that Jason is much more nitpicky and bitchy than I am.
0: Just like movies, to
1: make sense? That's I, nice. mm-hmm.
0: Oh, we should, our, well, Devil's Advocate is on here, and he was great in Devil's Advocate, But I think Al Pacino made that movie better.
1: Great ass. That is not that movie. No. that is Al Pacino.
0: That okay. is. I'm gonna put, poke my finger in the holy water and watch it boil. Yes. I love that scene.
1: Robert De Niro did a better devil in that Mickey Rourke movie. Mm. Um, I'm wrapping it up because yeah. it is midnight. You gotta go to bed. I do. Okay.
0: Um. Yeah. If you like action films, John Wick, not terrible.
1: Don't go expecting it to be. What did we say? It's not Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs>
0: which i'm still sad about
1: don't expect a lot of plot or acting from the lead character yeah
0: there's very little plot um everybody's like it was just a dog and then he yelled at a guy they killed that from me
1: yeah they killed that from me i don't know what that means Maybe Keanu Reeves doesn't speak English. I
0: don't think he can read. We don't know. I think someone tells him his lines it's, and he just has to remember them. It's
1: possible he just has an earpiece? No. <laughs> Who did we hear that about? There was an actor that wouldn't memorize their lines and they just got them fed through an earpiece. Do, I think you told me that.
0: Oh. And um, it's
1: somebody really well known.
0: Marlon Brando.
1: No, it was... Because
0: he didn't memorize any of his lines for Apocalypse Now.
1: No. Well, he didn't have lines in Apocalypse Now. That was just where he lived.
0: He was supposed to have all these great big things, and then...
1: I don't know. That speech about the... The... the, What is it? The snail and the razor is pretty terrifying. Okay.
0: That's why they got him, because... We need someone legitimately scary. Let's get Marlon Brando. They
1: just wandered into the jungles of Laos and they're Marlon Brando. Was oh, was
0: filmed in the Philippines. I learned that today on another podcast where they talk about movies.
1: But I think it's supposed to be Cambodia or Laos in, in the movie. Vietnam. No, no, no. I think they're in no. Cambodia. No, that was the whole idea is that they went outside of Vietnam and that's why it's... They
0: were getting it because that one guy wanted to surf.
1: Well, right, but they're going into like secret territory. So we can surf. So he gets there that
0: was it that's yeah. the whole movie it's like it's robert duvall it's like deliverance but with surfing instead of whitewater rafting. <laughs> it's a lot like that really and then sure. you come out of the water and you got the stuff on absolutely
1: and
0: that's the scariest part not no. the marlon Brando part but when he's like nope i've done lost it oh yeah like right at the very end oh,
1: oh god he's so good has turned into movie chat not um, John Wick preview we could do this for hours though but Martin Sheen two thumbs up always five out of ten
0: um five out of five. Up, five, out of 10. five out of five five out of
1: Five out of five how many <laughs>
0: thumbs do you have <laughs> um movie for next week I get to pick this time are you ready are
1: we pre-recording while I'm here um perhaps okay what's the movie are you ready maybe
0: it could be anything I know what is it could be, knowing me I know Could be the bring a little toaster again uh, Could be the room Could be Omega Doom
1: Could be something watchable
0: Oh, those are watchable What is it? We are going to watch Actually I have two to pick from Okay And I don't have a coin So I'm using a guitar pick Turtle side is heads Okay That is going to be movie A Okay In my mind I know what that is I don't believe you Ready?
1: Tales. That's not how it works. Tails never fails.
0: We are going to watch Ran. Okay.
1: That,
0: that is, is Akira Kurosawa's King Lear.
1: Okay.
0: It's about five hours long.
1: <clears throat> I might sleep through four and a half hours, am I? You're
0: not allowed. <coughs> the other one was going to be Yojimbo. Okay. Which is also really good. Um, that is what basically Omega Doom is. It's a great movie.
1: I'd rather watch Kurosawa.
0: Well, we'll watch them both eventually. But we're going to watch Ran. You guys should watch Ran. It's an excellent movie. I have seen it once. You have not seen it. Nope. But it is... Remember Hero?
1: The Kung Fu movie? Yeah, I love that movie.
0: The way it is, the cinematography, very reminiscent of Hero. Lots of color. Lots and lots of color
1: into that um
0: and no Keanu Reeves
1: to your listeners if you listen to this maybe go to the website and like leave a comment on this episode because I do that yet oh well email Jason
0: call into the show
1: call into the show text Jason whatever you can you can reach out to me on the website but I have plans to pick some really evil shit for Jason to watch and this could just turn into us torturing each other with horrible movies. So, I was thinking, like, Twilight. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the look on his face right I'm now. I'm just going to tell you. And, and in advance, I will say that that movie is is uh, not something I've ever seen. Because F that noise. But I I would delight in making Jason watch it.
0: As, as many movies as you think you have. Mm-hmm. In your arsenal. I'm the John Wick of bad movies. I never seem to run out.
1: I don't think that's true. I also have the Google machine, so. You do have
0: the Google machine. I
1: have just as many but as you do.
0: I think I probably see more movies than you.
1: I would really doubt that.
0: And let's not forget, I have an entire collection of monster movies, mm-hmm. B movies. Yeah. You can watch House on Skull Mountain again? Yeah, which was the, actually
1: kind of good. The, the black exploitation. Except monster the white movies.
0: guy who's like the only relative to the black family
1: No. Yeah. alright
0: alien from LA let's wrap this up the room
1: let's wrap this up
0: we have to watch Omega Doom once you wanna go to bed
1: I'm gonna turn into a pumpkin it's 12.07 okay do it poof I'm a pumpkin did your light turn on? no oh your screen your screen changed <laughs> it did
0: alright that's it for the movie segment uh think the show's over after this so finish the show and then comments
1: and all that whatever yeah hit jason up bye bye
0: Hey everybody, hope you're enjoying the show so far. I wanted to take just a quick second to let you know that you can contact the show absolutely with anything you'd like to talk about at lowbiasgaming.net. You can email the show at electricleftovers at lowbiasgaming.net. Call in, leave a message on the voicemail 1-800-871-9012 extension 700491 and we can even play your voicemail on the air should you so desire. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening appreciate it. Let's get back to the show. Here's the show, folks. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed making it. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to it more than I enjoyed making to it. Because it's kind of a lot of work, you know? I don't... You know what I'm saying? It It's a project. It's a project for sure. Um, watch the movie. See what you think. Uh, all that stuff check out the Let's Plays, check out the website Facebook, Twitter blah 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 um, all that good stuff and um, watch Yo Jimbo. so when we talk about it uh, next time you won't be out of the loop because we don't want to be out of the loop um, that's bad don't be out of the loop if there's a loop and you can be in it, be in that loop. Uh, thank Randy for coming and watching the movie, even though it was her movie. Um, it was okay. Uh, and we're probably going to watch the rest of the movie here really soon, or uh, the next movie, and um, probably record our... Thing for that
2: here while she's here. Thanks
0: for, Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.
2: Thanks for all the aid and the bloods and the bloods and the drugs and the banning all the waves. Thanks for all the aid and, 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 and the Asian flu, and for you, and for making us slaves. Thanks for all the aids. I'll pray for me, my for this cause of fear the rapture. I'm an like Cleopatra, Oh, you can a capture the Donovan stature, I'm evil on the might like Margaret Thatcher. Luke made you look bombs like a nook, I'm truer than the gospel according to my mate. Luke is here. that the sky god wants to kill you if you're queer, or if you're a Jew or you're an Arab, a minor in a hole, or if you are a dog because you haven't got a soul, or if you are a dead baby, ha <laughs> you should count your stones and see how lucky you are, so if your kids are better than you are. 12 times worse than the worst crack huh? I can say this cause I'm sure You ain't shit, we've been advised to quit But we ain't taking a piss when we say Thanks for all the AIDS And the bombs and the guns and the guns and the bombs on the trains Thanks for all the AIDS And the lives and the wives of the guys who we'll be dying in spades Thanks for all the AIDS And the crap TV and for me and for bringing on the plague Thanks for all the AIDS One, two oh, fuck it